They've worked in and around the wrestling business. They've studied thousands of hours of wrestling. And now, they bring to you the greatest legends, Hall of Famers, creative minds, and both current and future stars of pro wrestling. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of wrestling. This is the two-man power trip of wrestling, brought to you and powered by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash two-man power trip with over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You can try it today at audibletrial.com slash two-man power trip. And with that being said, my name is Chad, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner, Primetime, John Paz. And John, today on the show, we have Brian Cage, and Brian Cage is a man who is turning heads in the professional wrestling industry as he's not only aligning himself with presidential candidate Donald Trump, but he's also had one of the most underrated feuds of 2015 against Alberto El Patron, the former Alberto Del Rio, and had one of the most exciting matches. Matches this uh, well, actually about two weeks ago now at Triple Mania in a uh, hair versus uh, hair match, and I got to say Brian Cage has really put himself on the map. And uh, with all this Trump stuff, I mean, he's pretty much a lightning rod at this point. But what are your impressions of Brian Cage and what he's been able to accomplish over the last couple of months? Yes, indeed, Chad. Brian Cage is the future of the wrestling business, in my opinion. And boy, has he been on fire lately? Obviously, you mentioned his match with Alberto Del Rio, a.k.a. Alberto El Patron, at Triple Mania in the hair versus hair match. And uh, if you've been following Brian Cage on Instagram or Twitter, you can see uh, his funny um, reaction to his uh, head being shaved. Great, great stuff. Check him out there. Really funny. And my overall impressions of Cage, like I, I said, I mean, the guy is the future of the business. He's got everything you could possibly need. The look, the size, you know, the charisma, the athletic ability. Not only all that, he's got a great promo ability, and it's pretty funny. All the stuff that goes along with it is like, do you get it? Do you, are you smart? Do you get the business? And boy, does he ever, because he's, you know, he's an awesome heel, and he's really, really cementing that with the Donald Trump stuff, which is so, dare I say, like almost a little bit old school, but with a new, new school like twist to it. The fact that, you know, he's wearing the Trump shirt in Mexico during the pay-per-view, which was huge, which got some huge, huge, huge amount of heel heat down there. And obviously, like you mentioned, which is pretty funny, he even lost some Twitter followers over it. But like a true heel, you just stick with it, stick with the character, you know, stick with what what's working right now. And him associating himself with Donald Trump is really, really working right now. And um, I just think uh, Cage is awesome. Now, Cage's promo style is definitely very unique, and he is very, very, very controversial with the nature of how his promos have been since he's gotten into Mexico and AAA and has really been overperforming in Lucha Underground. But what do you think about uh, controversial promos and how they get you over? And he mentioned, which I thought was fascinating, that 
He lost followers via social media because of the remarks that he's made, of course, in storyline, you know, in jest, in character, however you want to say it. But what do you think the uh, the controversial promo and the controversial wrestling character really brings to the table in this day and age? Yeah, I mean, I touched on a little bit about his promos, but, you know, if you really think about it, what's something that's really going to get you over with those great promos and and what better else than right now one of the hottest things you know to talk about and that's donald trump and his controversial comments so why not you know piggyback off that a little bit make your own controversial comments and then turn it into a great intense really hard-hitting promo like brian cage can only brian cage can do so I've been loving his promos. He's been so funny. Not only, obviously, with AAA, he's been great, but Lucha Underground, he's been great as well. And in this day and age, you kind of don't see a lot of controversy. There's a lot of PG nonsense going on, a lot of this, a lot of that, a lot of, a lot of uh, black and white, a lot of skirting the issue and stuff. But I love how Cage went into that gray area. He got controversial. He's playing off the Donald Trump stuff, and I just love what he's been doing lately. And... To look like that, to wrestle like that, and then to be able to talk like that, this guy is a complete package. He's definitely, I mean, he's he's got it all going on right now. I mean, he's got everything working in his favor. And I just want these controversial promos to keep on coming. Definitely, definitely. I totally agree with you on that. But one thing that I also really want to point out before we throw it to the Brian Cage interview and before we get into a little two-man power trip of wrestling business. And that's the relationship that Brian Cage had with the late, great Chris Canyon. Now, it's something that you told me uh, that you found out a lot about prior to us recording with Brian Cage. But the story that he gave us is absolutely fascinating and really gives you uh, um, quite a look into Chris Canyon, the person, and the influence that he made on Brian Cage's professional wrestling career and how he really goes about his performance and how he works in the ring. But, you know, what, do you, what is it about Chris Canyon, I guess, that uh, people are going to remember as him being a great worker? And uh, when it comes to Brian Cage, it uh, really made an impact on him in his career. And, uh, in fact, him even saying that he played Mortis just as good, I guess, as uh, as Canyon played Mortis when uh, he let him don the give the gimmick on a couple of occasions. Yes, definitely. His relationship with Canyon is so interesting. When I was reading into it, because I didn't know, you know, the, the whole depths of the whole thing of you know him being a fan and then him and Canyon um, becoming so close and everything else. So it was so cool to hear about a great wrestler, the innovator of offense, if you will, one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time, and Chris Canyon being that close in a relationship with Brian Cage and the impact that it had on Brian Cage's career. And it even goes further than that because, like you mentioned, obviously Chris Canyon was Mortis in WCW, and Cage continued to play Mortis as Canyon gave the character to Cage, which is like the ultimate sign of respect and the ultimate passing the torch to somebody. And uh, to be able to get that from... Canyon, who, like I mentioned, is so underrated, such a great wrestler. I mean, he he was awesome. Who better than Canyon? Who better than Brian Cage? It's, it's just it's great to see that kind of impact that uh, Canyon had on his, not only his life, but it, obviously his huge on his wrestling career. So that's so interesting, and you're really, really going to want to listen to that story because it's a real good one. 
Very, very nice. And before we throw it to Brian Cage and before we throw it to a little two-man power trip of wrestling business, we also want to mention that today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. As I mentioned earlier, there's over 180,000 titles to choose from. So you can get books for your Android, for your iPhone, for your MP3 player, or for your Kindle. And it's at audibletrial.com slash twomanpowertrip, or you can even go onto our website, and there is an Audible trial link right on the homepage, a little bit above the head of good old JR, Jim Ross. Now, John, tell us a little bit more about Audible, and if you have a suggestion, could you point us in the direction of something that you would recommend? Yes, sir. Audibletrial.com. That is audibletrial.com. Slash two man power trip for all your audible needs. Audible is amazing, like Chad had mentioned. But if I could recommend one thing, if I could suggest one thing from Audible, that'd be the Daniel Bryan Yes book, his improbable journey to WrestleMania, the main event. You're gonna want to check that out on Audible. Daniel Bryan Yes book, do it up. Awesome. Now for some TMPT business. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Rasslin Pal and at Two Man Power Trip. Also subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave us a review. We would love to hear your feedback. And while you're there, check out the feed. Check out all the prior episodes that we have done. Some really, really great ones on there. You're really going to enjoy it. I mean, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Jim Ross, Jesse the Body Ventura, the late, great Dusty Rhodes, Kane from the WWE and many many others also please subscribe to us on YouTube we are forever putting up clips and there are some great ones recently we had a great clip up of, of Glacier talking about the NWO and the backstage politics at WCW as well as Kamala talking about racism in the WWF was Hulk Hogan racist probably not was Vince McMahon racist maybe check that out and please subscribe to us on YouTube also check out the website tmptofwrestling.com that is tmptofwrestling.com and now without any further ado I send it off to a great great episode with an up-and-coming star a can't-miss prospect this guy is a five-tool player if there ever was one he's got the looks He's got the size, got the athletic ability, and most importantly, he's got the charisma and mic skills. So you're going to really, really enjoy this one. He is Mr. GMSI. He is the effing machine. Folks, please enjoy Brian Cage. All right, tonight, our guest status as a standout on the California indie scene has propelled him to be the perfect choice to be the number one heel in the country of Mexico. And now he's also gained mainstream attention for his current on-air endorsement of the controversial presidential candidate Donald Trump. And to find out more about not only his heat-seeking alliance, but also about possibly the most underrated feud of 2015, we welcome Mr. GMSI himself and the effing machine, Brian Cage, to the two-man power trip of wrestling. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thank you for the swell introduction there. Appreciate it, and uh, glad to glad I was able to make it. Awesome, yeah, man. It's uh, it's very cool, and uh, you know, there's a couple things that really stand out to me. One, we're definitely going to get to in a minute, but the first thing I want to mention is the most underrated feud of 2015, and that is you and Alberto Patron, aka Alberto Del Rio. Um, 
obviously we're coming off the huge Triple Mania match from last week. I saw the bald head on Instagram. It's uh, definitely a different look, but uh, how are you feeling coming off that match and finally getting there? What was the, uh, what was it like? And uh, are you glad it's finally over? Uh, you know, uh, we'll first touch on too. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing uh, the the highlights at the replay, uh, the night of the show, when I, uh, when I tried to attack him after the match, my head shaved, man, it, it weirded me out. I'm like, holy crap, that's me. It doesn't even look like me. And uh, I, I'd forget a couple of times. I'd look, you know, my shaved head. I'm like, oh man. But uh, but no, it's it's I've gotten used to it now. And funny enough, many people not only said that it doesn't look bad, but I look uh, I look meaner or tougher now. I'm like probably because I look like a racist or a thug. And uh, <laughs> convenient enough, after after supporting Donald Trump and curb stomping Willie Mack through a cinder block, I guess that kind of uh, uh, doesn't do any favors. But um, no, man, the the match was awesome, as you said too. It was a uh, uh, it, was, it was a pretty uh, substantial feud. Um, I thought it had the most meaning, natural meaning, too, because we've been doing this thing since February of uh, of this year. And, you know, just like with WrestleMania, all the bigger matches are those ones that have, you know, lasted all year long or have a, a bigger storyline feud to lead into the match. Like, it would be a big match by itself, myself and Del Rio, uh, or El Patron, rather, uh, you know, just at WrestleMania or Triple Mania for uh, hair versus hair, for his title. But then you factor in... Uh, the feud and the, the promos and the matches and everything leading up to that point over the past, you know, six, seven, eight months. And it, it, it brings a lot more to the table, makes it mean a lot more. And uh, I was stoked to be there, man. It was one of the bigger matches of my career. You know, it was awesome to be uh, part of the the big uh, return to North America pay-per-view and the English commentary. And, um, you know, it, uh, obviously I, I came up short, but no, I was happy with, uh, with everything. And I'm, I'm happy that, uh, I don't know if someone says happy it's over. I think we'll still probably cross paths, but obviously it'll be some new stuff down the road, and it's definitely made me a huge star down there, and that was a great way to debut and, you know, go straight to the top. Oh, yeah, totally. And the promos, which you're talking about, you know, basically for the last six, seven, eight months, I mean, you've just been obliterating the country of Mexico, but it kind of is, I mean, timing is everything in the wrestling business. It's just kind of funny how it works out because, when you came out in the Donald Trump T-shirt, obviously it sent everybody in both countries into a huge uproar. Everybody's always looking to find that one thing to grasp on, and this is what it was. You came out in the Donald Trump shirt, and now your promos, which have basically been Donald Trump uh, presidential promos uh, since he threw his name in the hat, have taken on new life now. <laughs> It's a perfect mix. It's a perfect uh, dream relationship. But what is your thoughts on the uh, on the I can't even say backlash, but the media response to your your uh, endorsement or Brian Cage's character endorsement to Donald Trump. Um, you know what? It, it, what's funny is I actually came back from uh, from I think it was a trip in Mexico too, and my buddy who I work out with, uh, regarded your uh, Donald Trump's little speech. I said, "No, what happened?" And you know, he gave me the the rundown on it. I'm like, "Dude, that's crazy!" I was like, "You know what?" I'm gonna get a Donald Trump shirt. <laughs> so what? I'm like, dude, I'm gonna wear it for sure. Like, especially at Triple Mania. I'm like, I'm getting one. And it was kind of a joke, but that would be kind of funny. But then, like, the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, dude, that's gonna be that's gonna be an awesome reaction. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm looking online. I saw a tank top. I bought it. And I really just thought I'd do it for the like the the cheap pop and the the, the great heat. And I literally had zero. It was definitely an afterthought. I had zero like inclination that I'd get any sort of. Uh, 
more response out of it. You know what I mean? That would really like matter that much. I was just thinking like, oh, it's gonna be hilarious when I walk out there. Then I kind of got a little worried and asked Conan, I'm like, hey, am I gonna get shot? Like, <laughs> are these people gonna go crazy for me? But uh, no, it was uh, it was awesome, and and you know, right away, a lot of people were popping for it. I, I lost a lot of Twitter followers right away too because a lot of people took offense to it, which I thought was great. Like, you know, I was like, I'm pissing people off who aren't even here. That's that's amazing. And uh, obviously, yeah, I've been I've been hit up about it and asked about it from a lot of people. Some different promos, and uh, it, it definitely grabbed a lot more attention than uh, than I expected it to. And obviously, yeah, I didn't plan this out. It, as you said, t- the time wise of everything worked out perfectly, and uh, worked out to my favor. And I know I've, I've had offers too for people from people to sign the shirt and sell it to them, so they could have the authentic original Triple Mania worn entrance shirt from Brian Cage. I'm like, I'm gonna just keep that shirt and keep doing it now. I don't know. So, yeah. No, it's, uh, it was, like I said, it was a head-turner, but, you know, it's funny you mentioned social media, and social media has completely changed not only uh, the pro wrestling fan, but really all of media and entertainment. But what, is your, what do you think about that, the fact that you lost Twitter followers, people who invested time to follow what you had to say, but now because of a on-screen political affiliation dropped off? What's your, uh, what's your take on the Twitterverse and how people just jump off like that? Um, you know, like, obviously the first thing to do, like, uh, whether I support him or not, personally, I'm like, I don't think it really matters. Uh, and like you said to, I like to to the Brian Cage, you know, support behind him. Um, but uh, like, I I find it kind of funny. I'm like, oh come on, you guys will be such babies. But uh, in the same token, um, I, I like, I didn't, I didn't get real offended or mad. I'm like, oh man, I guess if people are, you know, get that offended by it or take that much offense, and I'm doing something right. You know, the same thing if, if I'm gathering that much heat or he, uh, from people that they're talking about it and getting pissed off within, you know, again, you're doing something right. And this is still, you know, still wrestling at the end of the day. And when you can cause people to have, you know, real emotion, um, whether it be positive or negative, then that's, that's always an amazing accomplishment. So um, I was stoked that uh, I was able to partake in it and, and create that kind of a stir. It's funny, I'm, I was watching the pay-per-view on Sunday, and I see your shirt, and I'm like kind of paying attention to it, and then I did a double-take. I'm like, wait a second, that's awesome. That's an awesome, you know, Donald Trump 2016, awesome blue shirt. I'm like, damn, that's cool. So I was just thinking, I was like, would you almost look at Trump and look at his, like, promos and almost say, like, oh, man, I want to cut a promo, you know, like him? Because it's almost very pro-wrestling style, the way he speaks. Oh, you know, I've heard that more before, too, and, um, and it is, and I didn't even think about that. The only thing I, I don't even know if they made air yet or for, in terms of delayed on TV, but I know they had to cut a bunch of different promos, like for some build up for Triple Mania, lead up to it. And I ended all my promos, you know, with the same tagline, just saying like, I'm making America great again, or just like Donald Trump, Brian Cage is, you know, going to make America great again or whatever. But, um, but you know, he's a, uh, I mean, he definitely is a character himself and he just cut the promos. And, you know, too, regardless of his, um, uh, opinions or thoughts or beliefs, or whatever. The one thing that I, I do find uh, great about him, and I think people should give him credit for, no matter how bad something he says is or isn't or, or dumb or whatever, is he says it, he fully believes it, and he doesn't give his crap what you think, and he doesn't apologize or take it back. Like it just, like he just pulls no punches, and I just think it's so awesome. I mean, it's very, um, uh, maybe not a stand favorite-ish, but it's you know very Austin-ish or whatever. Where he just doesn't care. He's like, Donald Trump, I'll say what I want, like. You know, F you guys. So I, I pop for that, and I think that's, I think that's rad. But um, uh, I, I know people have said, like, oh, you should start watching his promos and using them or go to a, uh, um, a freaking 
you know, a thing, a little, a little gathering for, for his, uh, running for president and cut a promo outside, you know, the, the, the fans or whatever. And I mean, it's all, it's all possible solutions and it is just kind of heat in the moment. But, uh, I know I, I was just going to do it one time, but I think anytime I go throughout this whole president election, I think anytime I'm wrestling in Mexico or any sort of Lucha, you know, based promotion and definitely if I'm healed, I think that should be coming with me. So. Do you think that um, the Brian Cage character will be voting for Donald Trump? Oh, for sure. I think he already has. He's already put it in the ballot. And I, I, th- I think he's already tried to vote multiple times. You know, Brian Cage, the column Cage, Mr. GMSI, the F machine. He's trying to get, you know, multiple votes in there. So I think that, that, that would be a great, you know, like you mentioned, if you were at like a Donald Trump rally or something and you were almost like his, uh, you know, his bodyguard or something. And you, you know, you. Yeah, right. Yeah. The, the, the muscle. The, the muscle for his campaign. That, that works perfectly. You guys are making an awesome team. I like that. Yeah, you're the muscle, he's the mouth. Yeah, it'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah. Forget about Bobby Lashley. We're talking about the machine here. Bobby's freaking, you know, that's long ago. Nobody cares about him. Talking about the real guy. You know what's great, great too, about um, your affiliation with Mexico and AAA is that also you work for Lucha Underground and you've been a monster heel for them. I mean, what a debut. You kind of were a face, and all of a sudden, oh, my God, you turn, and you're a big heel. But what's it like with Lucha Underground? Because it's completely different than any other wrestling product you see out there today. Well, you know what? And that's exactly uh, right. Now is it completely different, but it's uh, the, the product is completely different. The, the matches are completely different as far as they're the most open and, and freedom and the most fun I've had anywhere. Um, it's hands down the best major company I've ever worked for. Um, they just treat us like like stars there, and just it's it's nothing but fun. It's all it's what I thought being a pro wrestler would feel like when I was ten years old. Like you know the, the dream I always had to reach to reach it, make it, and be like oh, I'm a pro wrestler. It, it it feels that way finally now after being with Underground. So I mean it's I've got nothing but positive things to say about it. Um, I thought it was going to be kind of a a cluster sham and fall apart like right away. A bunch of people trying to put together a show they knew nothing about, but I couldn't have been more wrong. It's been uh, fantastic, and I've I've enjoyed it probably more than anything else I've done in my career. Now, is there going to be a season two of uh, Lucha Underground on El Rey? Do you know? Or are you privy to that kind of information? Uh, you know what? We don't have any sort of uh, starting date or whatever. But I know the uh, for what what I do know, they tell us not to say anything until anything's publicly released. So technically, I have to say I'm not sure yet. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Now. Obviously, you're affiliated with Conan with Lucha Underground, and he's a big-time legend in Mexico. I mean, he's obviously a legend in the United States as well. I mean, huge, great career. But what's it been like, on, you know, underneath the quote-unquote learning tree of a guy like K-Dog, Conan? Oh, uh, you know, it's been great. You know, I, I actually befriended him um, back in like 2010 on his original AAA tryout I had that he was stoked. Uh, I mean, he wanted to bring me down sooner, but I know business wasn't as good then. And, uh... Um, and, uh, but he, he kept the contact me and said that, you know, some stuff would be happening and long story short, it would turn out to be Lucha Underground five years later and expected to have done something much sooner, but Hey, better late than never. Um, he also knew I was good friends with Norman Smiley, who I trained with under my uh, time in FCW. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Norman is black magic and Conan are real good friends back in the day as well. So I, I had a pretty good in there and I knew once Lucha Underground started, that I would, uh, that I was one of the first guys to contact for it, and that I would also be doing stuff with AAA once, uh, once Lucha got underway. So I mean, I'm, I've, uh, I've been stoked. He's always believed in me. He's always said positive things, and you know, it took a while to come to fruition, but there it is. And 
I mean, like you said, too, I got debut and kind of go straight to the top of Lucha Underground and AAA, and both of those have made me a national and international, you know, star in wrestling, so to speak, and, I mean, has definitely boosted my career to the next level. Great thing about Lucha Underground, not only is it different, you see these guys that are great wrestlers, maybe, you know, on the quote-unquote indie scene, but there, there's a lot of great talent, even, you know, in Mexico, I mean, there's a ton of great talent on the show, but two guys that really stand out to me is you, obviously, I mean, you were basically, you know, the unsung hero, the, the MVP of the show, I think, of the first season. And then there's another guy who is just unbelievable, and he's been unbelievable for years, and that's Ricochet, a.k.a. Prince Puma. What's it been like working with him? Because you guys have great chemistry. You know what? I, I freaking, he's always one of my favorite guys to to watch and to work with. Unfortunately, I'd only worked with him in, like, tag matches or six-man tags or four, whatever. It's the multi-man matches in, uh, within Gorilla, uh, PWG. And so that was actually uh, our first match in Lucha Underground was our very first singles match we ever had. And um, I, I, I loved it. I, I wish actually, I think we we're actually supposed to have done a little bit more, go a little longer than we did. And I wish we could have, because I mean, I could have wrestled him the entire season and been stoked about it. So um, definitely a phenomenal talent, phenomenal athlete. Uh, same, same thing with him. I don't know why, uh, you know, he hasn't done bigger and better things sooner than he did, but uh, he's great. And I mean, I, I hope we get to, Lockhorn's a lot more coming up. Um, I know I get to work from an indie show in October. Um, he just took the place of, uh, uh, of somebody else at the show. So I'm stoked to get to work him again here in not too long. But, yeah, he's he's phenomenal. Definitely uh, a great a great person to have as, like, you know, one of your, your main stars, breakout stars on a new show like Lucha Underground. Um, but, I mean, yeah, the whole the whole roster is pretty loaded with, with talent, both from previous places that are people that are known and, you know, new faces such as like uh, I know everybody loving uh, is loving Angelico. He's done a great, great job. Yes, definitely. He's great. Pentagon Junior, another guy, obviously from Mexico. I mean, he's awesome. I mean, Lucha Underground is so uh, stacked with guys. But if I could rewind a little bit on your career, because something that was so fascinating to me, because I didn't realize how close you were to him. And it's so weird because we were actually just talking to uh, Ray Lloyd, who was Glacier, and he just had so much praise for this guy as well, and that's Chris Canyon. Can you just tell me about your history with him and, and you know, basically how you met and, and where you ended up, obviously, before, you know, he you know, untimely passed away. But can you just talk about your relationship with him? Because it's so interesting to me. Um, yeah, you know what? It's, uh, it's one of my favorite stories I've to- uh, told. Um, I actually met him originally uh, as a super fan. It was uh, – uh, the first Raw I was going to go to with WCW people there after the invasion angle. And, uh, like, my main focus was to have a Chris Canyon sign. I, I was a big fan of his and uh, WCW. And um, uh, that was, like, my main focus. I just wanted to bring a sign that says, like, oh, who better than Canyon? Deborah threw out, or uh, Deborah, rather, uh, freaking, uh, Deborah had, like, the cookies and, like, the crowd was thrown around the, or people, the, the lines, I'm sorry, was around the crowd or what was going on. Somebody threw them back. And uh, him and Tommy Dreamer stood up on the ropes, and uh, we were eyeballing the crowd. So I took that as my opportunity. I stood up on my seat. I was like sixth row, and I flashed my sign, and I knew he saw it, and I knew like my mission was accomplished. And that was the same night that Kurt Angle comes out and sprays everybody with milk and yada yada yada. Anyways, he comes back out <clears throat> as I'm uh, heading up the stairs. I turn around, I see him, so I run back down the floor. I ran through like man, woman, child, right into safety rail, safety rail, kind of fell over. I mean, he's like, oh, here you go, kid. He gave me the Who Better Than Austin shirt that he did on the Austin Appreciation Night that night. And I freaked out, and I got him like to sign that and sign my sign. And 
I posted this whole story on his message board, and uh, it, it was just awesome. And like the uh, webmaster forwarded to him. He ended up emailing me. Um, uh, then I, I got to stay in contact from here there, and I told him about how much I wanted to be a wrestler, and I, I'm sure I annoyed the hell out of him and blew him up all the time. But uh, and I just happened to be there after he hurt his knee, like on his comeback show, totally random. Uh, when he got beat up by Undertaker, he came out of the box when um, yep. freaking oh, was Heyman or whatever had the had the thing. Yeah, and I, I, I was like, oh my god, it's Canyon. Funny enough, too, when I was watching it, I was like, man, I was like, man, what is this shit? I'm like. Because every now and then something happens in wrestling where it's just like, you can't defend it. It's like, man, this is awful. And like, so when he's like singing to him at first, and I'm like, you know, no pun intended, but I was like, man, this is so gay. What is this? Like, I can't defend this. This is awful. And I was like, wait a minute, Jamie, my friend that was there with me. I was like, that's Canyon. I left the show early. Like, I waited out there forever until like, uh, he came out and he pulled over and I, was, I had my little, my shirt, my sign still. And he, he double took me and he stopped. And I ran up like, oh, hey, man, can you sign my shirt? And he's like, sure. I'm like, you know who I am? He goes, uh. Are you, uh, you're Brian Button, aren't you? And I was like, oh, shit, he knows who I am. Anyways, so let's kind of go run to that. But, yeah, so we become, ended up becoming friends. He helped me get into Deep South. I got to train over there. Um, I ended up even staying with him a little bit in Atlanta. Um, he just, just just a really good dude. I got to work. I ran my own promotion for a little bit in my hometown with Chico. I got to work with him twice in my hometown. Um, I mean, just uh, definitely, definitely highlights of my career. Super, super talented guy, super underutilized, underrated, and probably the nicest guy I've met in wrestling. Um, I mean, they're really bar none. I mean, he just really tried to help everybody else out. Um, I know when he retired to him before I left Atlanta to go back to Cali, he asked me if I'd be willing to do the Mortis uh, gimmick just to keep his name out there. I'm like, are you kidding me? Hell yeah. And so he gave me the Mortis uh, attire. I did a few matches as him, <clears throat> as him, and I sent it back to him. And I remember it's like one of the best compliments I ever received was, uh, I remember it was like all caps. It said, absolutely phenomenal job as Mortis. Please keep doing it. So, uh, meant, meant a ton. And unfortunately, though, I gave the suit back when I got signed by WWE. And uh, the last time we talked, it was about a week prior to his passing. And I know, too, the idea was to have a six-man tag, me as Mortis, with teaming with Canyon and Raven, which is three other guys up in New York. And... Fortunately, obviously, that never got to take place. But um, but he's a real good guy, man. Real, real, real great friend of mine. Um, I mean, I, pay, I do like a little flatliner deal for my um, my homage to my finisher before I do Weapon X. So I have a flatliner variation of my finisher. Uh, an old nickname of mine was the Multi-Move Paragon, which was a spin-off the Innovator of Offense. Everybody says the Who Better thing now. I use that shows because they know my relationship with him. Now my gauntlets, my normal gear, not my Lucha Underground gear. I have Kane's little symbol that he had on his tights. So um, definitely, definitely uh, someone real important to me, man. It really helped me out with wrestling. And uh, it was the first person ever in my life that was significant that ever passed. So it was, it was, it was rough, but, I mean, it is what it is. And, I mean, I, I'm lucky I got to, got to know him for how great of a person he was and spend the time to, that I did with him. Yeah, and that actually answers the next question, which was who better than Canyon? Um, but... I, <laughs> <laughs> I digress. I, why don't you just tell us a little bit about how, um, so you said Kenya kind of helped with getting you down to Deep South, but, uh, you know, obviously you're in WWE Developmental, which, to go back to what we were talking about with Del Rio, used heavily in your promos was your, your both of your time in FCW. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your time in Developmental, how it came about, and uh, your thoughts uh, after you were uh, parted ways with? Uh, well, I was in Deep South, but I was there uncontracted, and I was, like, the only person that ever got that uh, 
that opportunity, so to speak, and that was thanks to the Canyon. Um, I was signed though, and I got to go to FCW, and um, I mean, even though me getting let go uh, was a bunch of BS and huge mistake on their part, whatever. Um, I still love my time down there. I love working on the guys I got to work with. Uh, became real good friends too with many of them. Um, you know, some of the best talents like freaking TJ Wilson or Tyson Kidd and PJ Black or Justin Gabriel, whatever you want to call them. Um, amongst many, many, many others. Uh, we had a really great, great roster guys. Wade Barrett. Um, it was phenomenal, man. I had no complaints at all about it. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, it came to a, came to a end much quicker than it should have. As a total surprise to me, um, actually, when I missed, I missed the call from the office, and I knew I was supposed to be getting a raise, and many were talking about the next person being called up was going to happen that weekend, and everyone thought slash knew it was going to be me, and everybody's praising for my, my work rate. So I missed the call. I freak out. I call them right back, all static, and they're like, oh, hey, uh, sorry, you know, for uh, to do this, but... I think we're going to have to come to terms with your release. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, we're going to release you. I'm like, hold on, did you call the right person? Like, I was so not expecting it at all. Because the majority of people that got released, you kind of saw it coming or kind of expected, like, oh, it's not too big of a shocker. Um, but, I mean, it was what it was. Uh, I got, I guess it feels a little better when you have, like, all the coaches and every, like, uh, every, every wrestler down there texting you telling yourself, like, oh, that's, like, the biggest BS release I've ever seen, or, you know, you should be on the main roster, or whatever, whatever. Everybody texts me something positive, except for, uh, except for Trent Breda, who I was good friends with, too, and I give him shit about it every time. Like, remember the time I got fired, and you didn't text me anything? He's like, yeah, no, man. And then he gives my move to, to Joe Henning, a little slice undercut thing I called the Total Eclipse. Gives that finish to Joe Henning. But regardless, um, uh, but no, it was, it was a great time, and yeah, I did have uh, Del Rio's very first match as uh, he was still those cars junior down at FCW. I still, uh, I had his first match down there and I went over on him too. So I'm like, you know, I should have been the world heavyweight champion, but you know, whatever. <laughs> now, would you ever want to return to the WWE? Cause it seems like you're doing a way better, you know, job for yourself without them. I mean, uh, co-main event, a huge show, triple mania, biggest show in Mexico. I mean, Lucha Underground, everything else. Would would you rule out a return to WWE? Um, I'm not like against it or have some like animosity or spite where I'm like, no, I'm you know never work for them again. But uh, I, you know, if if I don't, um, I'm okay with that because like, truthfully, yeah, I'm I'm having way more fun right now. I'm I'm you know I, I well more well uh not well known, making you know more money financially. I just everything's just going great right now. I can't really complain. Um, that doesn't mean, you know, that I would be opposed to it, but it just kind of has to be like, you know, right time, right offer, right everything. Everything just kind of has to line up and, uh, you know, it's possible, but if it, if it doesn't, like I said, I'm, I'm totally content and happy. My, my lifelong goal when I was a kid was to get signed by the time I was 24. And that's what I did. That mission basically has been accomplished. And, um, you know, it's, it's, Taking a little longer than I thought, and a different route than I thought. But I mean, I'm probably the most happy and content. And you know, to me, I fully believe I am living my dream. So, you know, if this is if this is where I stay, then that's that's totally fine by me. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're doing a hell of a job right now. And um, as I hit the wind down here, as we uh, we start to really wrap things up a little bit, one thing I'm always curious about, especially with a guy of your caliber. I mean, you wrestled the uh, 
like you said, El Perro Patron a bunch of times. He uh, wrestled Matt Hardy, uh, obviously Ricochet. I mean, a ton, a ton of good guys. Do you have a favorite match or matches that you've had in your career so far? Oh, for sure. My my, I've had the same list off for quite some time. Uh, I guess there could be some variables into it as far as significance, importance, you know, and and just other uh, opponents. But uh, my top three list was always uh, um, a match with. I had plenty of them, but one specifically it was just Arena House Show and FCW against um, Tyson Kidd was just amazing. Um, and I felt like he, our matches always were phenomenal. I felt like that really helped break me out there at FCW to. Um, not only to the crowd, but maybe more so to my peers and coworkers, just that, like, I guess where I stood as far as work rate. Um, my debut match at PWG against Brandon Bonham, just because Gorilla was a place I had always wanted to work. And, uh, and Brandon Bonham was uh, a really good friend of mine, and I'd been trying to work him for years as well, and all kind of just came together out of nowhere, um, you know, on, on 7 too, which I think is one of the best pro wrestling gorilla shows, uh, you know, featuring like Daniel, Bryan, Daniel Bryan right before he went back to WWE and right when he got released. Um, and then the number one would be could be either one of my matches with Canyon and Ajiko. Just they're both phenomenal matches. Both were considered my first two big time pro matches. Um, and it was in my hometown. It's just so much emotion and just uh, like like there might be matches that are better than that now. Just obviously I have you know have so much more experience and I'm much better performer and wrestler than I was then. But uh, there's just so many intangibles in, into that match that just could never be replaced or, or you know, I guess, uh, uh, reimagined. Now, do you have a favorite opponent? I mean, Del Rio, obviously, your Patron, uh, obviously, you guys had a ton of matches, you even getting back to FCW, but do you have a favorite opponent? Can you, you know, one guy you really um, dealt with? Hmm. I guess to, uh, I'll answer that more so as far as Scott, People have worked, you know, more recently and, and could still work. Um, I mean, Ricochet would definitely probably be up there. I mean, I guess I could break down to the top three with that and say maybe uh, Ricochet, Roderick Strong, and, um, well, he's gone now, but I really like matches with Uha Nation, too, since we're both kind of a the similar caliber type of uh, type of wrestler, those big guys that can flip the move. Um, same like Michael Elgin, too. He's a really good guy to, to work with. Now, obviously, you've wrestled a ton of good guys, and I mean, obviously, I named a bunch of them before, and you just named a bunch. But is there a guy in your career that you have a quote-unquote dream match with, a guy that you've never been able to wrestle before, but you always want, you know, before your career is done, you want to be able to say you wrestled that guy? Uh, it's been, and pretty much forever has been, AJ Styles. Oh, you never worked? Oh, wow, okay. I've never, I've never, yeah, uh, I'm good. Um, yeah, I've never worked AJ. I've always wanted to. There's been a couple of close calls. Matter of fact, my wife's 30th birthday, she was going to let me go work a show because I was actually booking for AJ and the show got canceled. But I've I've always wanted to love AJ, or, well, work AJ. Always loved his work. I always found him phenomenal. You know, no pun intended again. Um, it would, yeah, that, that would be awesome. I mean, there's plenty of guys that are, they're up there. Like Samoa Joe was another one too. I actually got to work him um, at the end of June, uh, which was even cooler too, since you know he's on his way to the Fed. Um, so I mean, that was awesome. But AJ's always been the one guy I've always been stoked with the idea to wrestle. And I think too that makes a bigger difference because I'm sorry to cut you off there, but uh, oh, no like obviously you know I, I could have like the 
you know, like Shawn Michaels or Macho Man, or but obviously that's out of the realm of possibility. Or obviously people that are past their prime, you know, like even Kurt Angle would be awesome, and he's so great. But I think he's kind of his way down. Where I, I feel like AJ still just as good, if not better, than he's always been. So. Now, well, I was going to say one thing that always boggled my mind: not only WWE letting you go, but when TNA kind of didn't sign you, I boggled my mind. What were they thinking about? But were you ever close to signing with TNA, like a long-term deal, or was that just a few appearances and boom, you're gone? Well, you know, I know, because I, I actually did a couple darts for them. I did the gut check stuff. I did the Destination X. And, um, uh, you know, I was in talks with them, and when I got when I did the gut check thing, uh, when he booked me, he said, like, hey, look, it's, you know, it's a shoot. We don't know who's going to win or not, but don't worry. Either way, we want to sign you. We're going to sign you. And doing the gut check thing, if you don't get picked by it, it's only going to help you get signed faster regardless. So I was like, okay, cool. So even when I thought it was, you know, very uh, 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 just the wrong decision when I didn't win, uh, much with everybody else, um, I was like, well, whatever, I'm still going to get signed. And, you know, I talked to him here there, and uh, they kind of, like, led me around. I'm like, oh, it'll happen, it'll happen, it'll happen, it'll happen. All right, fuck, I guess it's not happening, um, which I, I couldn't make sense of. And then I don't know where, you know, they hit me up for Destination X. So like, cool, yeah, I'll do it. I go out there, and I ask them, and they're like, hey, like, I'm glad I can be here. This is fun, but, like, you're bringing back all these guys. You know, Homicide literally lives down the street. Like, you walk to the venue. Um, I was like, low-key is already under contract, so you're not really bringing him back. He's already signed. Like, so out of all these other guys, someone's just coming for a one-off. Like, why are you going to bring me out from California all the way to New York, you know? You had so many other people they could have used. And um, I don't know the response I got there from the office was, well, this is kind of our way of uh, – apologizing and giving you a second chance because most of management felt that you should have been the guy that won gut check, you know, after the fact. So I guess, again, it's kind of a nice little hats off to me. It didn't really do much for me. Um, but I was like, oh, so I was like, oh, does that mean we're going to, you know, be, be working together? Uh, I mean, whether I'm getting signed or not, like are we going to be working more together? And he just, you know, kind of smiled and nodded his head like, yeah, something like that. Don't worry. So I was like, all right, cool, cool. And, uh, you know, I, I know I talked to him a lot, uh, a lot with the office after that too, and then shortly after that, those and Spike dropped him, and then talks kind of stopped, and then I went to Lucha Underground. So, kind of how it fell apart, and I, I don't know why WWE let me go, and even more so, I don't know why TNA didn't try to invest or do any more with me. But I mean, I guess uh, things happen for whatever reason, and again, like I said, I'm more happy now than I ever have been. So, I can't complain. Uh, that's that's a per, that's very well said because the, uh, their loss is uh, Lucha Underground's gain, and you're doing magical stuff at AAA. But you know, we usually ask before we get to the plugs. We usually ask, uh, you know, what, what's your legacy or where do you see yourself in five years? But I want a little spin on it, and that is with the Donald Trump talk and everything. If Donald Trump is elected, that's at least four years right there. So if I said, where do you see yourself in five years if Trump's elected, I could see you being on top of the world, perhaps even in the cabinet. But where do you see yourself? Where I see myself? Well, shoot. I mean, wrestling-wise already, I see myself on, on top of it, maybe even doing some more stuff outside of wrestling. But with uh, with uh, Trump on top, well, then hopefully I'm freaking leading up uh, leading up the movies, leading up the, the wrestling, and on top of uh, on top of the White House, maybe too, is his, is his uh, private security. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I, I've, I've tried to tag him in it so much because if I got any sort of, response or retweet or notice or anything from him, 
I feel like that would just blow me up so much more. So I really hope something happens. And again, I didn't I didn't wear the shirt for that. That was an after after thought. But um, you know, if I can get some sort of connection with old Trumpy, man, that'd be sick. So hopefully that happens. And then five years from now, uh, I imagine I'll be on top of everything. Very nice. Well, Brian, this has been a lot of fun. Very cool. Great stories. And uh, if you can, please share with the audience where we can find everything there is, Brian Cage. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MrGMSI underscore BCage. Uh, it's a stupid name. I say it every time, too, because I'm like, I barely remember it, but uh, that's what it is. MrGMSI, Mr. Get My Shit In underscore BCage. Uh, and then just Brian Cage on Facebook and Twitter, or uh, Facebook and Instagram. And, oh, oh, you can get, I don't have any Trump shirts yet. Maybe those might be on the way. But uh, you can get your Brian Cage swag at uh, com backslash Brian Cage. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, man. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, 